Hi there, this is Todd, Percy, and Nick, and we are the producers of Dungeons and Drama Nerds, a weekly podcast that explores the intersection of theater and tabletop role-playing games. New episodes come out each Wednesday and alternate between actual play episodes and commentary episodes. In our first season, we explored D&D, Apocalypse World, and Paranoia Red Clearance. We also talked storytelling mechanics, safety tools, and how to devise for theater and TTRPGs. This season, we'll be exploring Blades in the Dark, Bluebeard's Bride, Kids on Bikes, Oh Dang, Bigfoot Stole My Car with My Best Friend's Birthday Present Inside, and Lancer. And we'll also discuss Commedia, Horror Theater, Trans Identity and Mecha Sci-Fi, and much more. Found interesting? Make sure you give us a listen on your podcatcher of choice, and give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at DNDramaNerds. Welcome to Moon Harbor Heroes. Today's issue is Cataclysm Crew, issue 98, One Foot in the Grave. On the cover, Lucy leads the team through a darkened catacomb, carrying a torch. Ben and Clara try not to look at the skulls embedded into the walls around them, even the ones that seem to be smiling evilly. We turn the page and our story begins. This issue opens with uh, two pages that are like splash pages next to each other, with new character introductions because we have had two characters change playbooks so let's go ahead and start with wild thing can you tell us a little bit about who you are now how your goals priorities story has changed and uh also introduce your new playbook so clara has changed playbooks to something called the beast um since the last time that we saw her well prior to that like silly little uh, you know, not show cheese shop, um, Dorito incident. We, she last confronted the doctor that made her in the, in the, or in a, I don't remember what facility it was, but there was a confrontation that occurred. And, uh, in that confrontation, she sort of started to lose control of her powers a little bit, uh, thereby becoming the beast. And essentially, uh, what this means is, uh, she is now slowly starting to uh, become less and less uh, grounded in her humanity. Um, her powers are out of control and her emotions are, I guess, I suppose a little bit more under control than they were as a bull. But uh, now that her feelings are, you know, kind of worked out a little bit with everything with Ben and they're a little bit less fragile... Uh, now her body has decided it's time for us to make things interesting. The Beast is created by uh, the independent creator Lazarus, and it's one of the ones that you can find in the candle uh, spreadsheet by Mrs. Pineapple Face. Um, and it's just, you know, there's a lot of really cool uh, playbooks in there, and a lot of creators have worked really hard to make some awesome content for us to play with and for other players to play with. So definitely check it out. I kept some of my old moves. My danger is still locked from my moment of truth as the bull at plus three, which is, I mean, if that ain't Clara, I don't know what is. And uh, one of the, the fun things about the beast is that every time that I take an advancement, it has kind of a similar effect to marking doom tracks. So every uh, advancement I take is, it causes a new mutation and I slowly get closer to losing myself. So that's uplifting and fun. 
and chill. Woo! Excellent. And uh, Flyby, why don't you introduce your new character there? Yeah, so Flyby has also changed playbooks. Her new playbook is The Candle, which is also by an independent creator, Mrs. Pineapple Face. It's from that same spreadsheet of uh, homebrew like playbooks. Um, essentially, because her secret identity is basically toast, it, it, it she like there is no like part of the whole Janice thing is that it's the two lives, it's the hero life and the civilian life, and her civilian life just kind of doesn't exist anymore. Um, and now she's sort of switched over into doing the hero stuff. Um, and the candle is all about a new team being formed, trying to keep the group together, but also like the the, descri- the final like um, sentence of the description is, but what, what will you become once the little birds leave the nest? So now that two of her teammates have left and she's on this new team and she's now de facto the oldest, both in age and in sort of time on the team she's sort of falling into this role where she wants to keep everyone together she wants to keep everyone safe um but her powers are still the same still can fly her labels have remained the same i took a couple of moves from the janice uh and one of the protege moves that i had taken as part of an advancement and kept those uh but yeah that's sort of where lucy's at at this point and when this episode comes out uh we will be releasing the just like the link to that spreadsheet on our Twitter. So uh, if you're listening to this vaguely around when it comes out, check out our Twitter to see uh, all of those homebrew playbooks. And with that, we turn the page. And one thing that I know you all have been kind of focusing on a lot recently is trying to figure out how Ben can take Lucy's soul out of her body and then put it back in to, you know, prevent the solstice from happening. So... That quest has led you to go hunt down this book. There's, like, one reference to it in all of the research you've done. It's actually referenced a little bit in the book that you stole from Dr. Devlin's office all that time ago. But uh, that book, as far as anyone has last been aware, was last seen in the Catacombs of Paris. Which is why we start deep underground in a tunnel... Surrounded by walls embedded with skulls. Uh, And those skulls happen to be also flying through the air at you all. Hell yes. Oh, no, wait. Well, this is familiar. I hate... This is... This is starting off. (laughs) Ookie spooky. Mel Manuki. I'm used to this happening underwater, but okay, we can do this. (laughs) That did happen to Lucy once in the past. Uh, Lucy, since you're probably the most familiar with skulls trying to, like, snap your face off, why don't you go ahead and tell us what you're doing there? Sure. Are we in, like, a hallway or in a larger chamber? You're definitely in a hallway. Like, this is close quarters and, like... Oh, good. Think, like, bats flying at you, except there's skulls. Lovely. Any magic candles or doors this time? Uh, not that you can see. You all know, based on the map that you've gotten, that, like... You're on the right path towards that room where the book was last seen, but uh, it's not super close. Skulls as far as the eye can see? And flying skulls? At the moment, yeah. Cool. Here's a grotesque question. Are there any, like, femurs or anything that I can grab and potentially use as a baseball bat to start whacking at these things? 
Absolutely. I'm worried that you had to specify femur. I was thinking of a long, strong bone. Yeah, I know, yeah, but also... Yeah, a femur is the strongest bone. I get that, body. but it's, it's also worrisome that just all of you guys knew that off the top of your head. <laughs> My sister is a biomedical engineer. Lucy, you've grabbed a femur. You're definitely just, like, adept enough and, like, agile enough to just start smacking some of these skulls out of the air. For what it's worth, like, while these look like they are human skulls, they don't really look like like skeletons. Like, it looks like these are more constructs than anything else. So you're not, like, battering someone's actual remains around, for what it's worth. Um, these are more like the, uh, if any of you have played, like, Legend of Zelda, uh, the, like, flying skull monsters from, like, Ocarina of Time and uh, Majora's Mask. Or do you know that one webcomic of the skull that gets mad and goes to its, like, screaming hole in the wall? That's what I was picturing. Exactly that, yes. Uh, so, Lucy, as you're going ahead and smacking some away, we get a close-up on your face there. Uh, can you go ahead and read your love letter for me? Sure. Throughout your time with the team, it has felt like a chore trying to balance your superheroic persona with your civilian life. Between an ill-conceived intervention and a professor slash mentor who wanted you dead, not to mention the organization that accidentally got a hold of your identity, it's been a struggle trying to maintain that separation. However, it feels like everything is falling away. The stress of being discovered, the drive to keep the, drive to keep the scales even. Uh, the only thing that seems to matter now is the solstice and your team. Tell us how your priority shifted and what you've been focusing your new abundance of time on and mark potential and shift your labels one time. So what have you been focusing on? It's probably been a lot of the solstice. It's probably a lot of the reason why we're here in the catacombs of Paris and finding this book is probably due to a lot of the research that she's been doing. I feel like most of her time has been dedicated to like researching the solstice, figuring it out because, you know, time's a ticking. But the other, the rest of her time has been spent with the team. Uh, she wants to give Ben and Clara space with their new budding romance, but she also wants to make sure they're okay because we just lost two major members of the team. Uh, not to mention her civilian friends, who she wants to make sure that they stay safe. So any leftover brain space is making sure that like Veronica and Justin and Calvin, that Calvin can take care of himself, um, that they all are doing okay, doing her best to sort of separate herself from them, at least in the eyes of the public, so Dr. Develine doesn't go after any of them. Absolutely. Uh, before you shift your labels, I do want to uh, counter one point that you said. You all didn't lose two members of your team. You did lose three members of your team because I, you are is so no correct. There. I <laughs> deeply apologize. I am so sorry. I will see myself out. All right. Uh, so, Lucy, what labels do you think this new priority has caused you to shift? Mundane's going down. I'm not quite sure what's going to go up yet. It's either going to be danger or freak. Any thoughts from everyone else? I would say probably danger. Honestly, my mind went to savior based on what you said there, but I think danger would work out of those two options. Yeah, and my savior is locked. I'm so sorry. I totally thought you said I'm doing danger, not freak. I'm sorry. I agreed with you about danger. Yes. That's fine. Um, yeah, with, danger works. With, just so everyone now knows, my danger is maxed. What? <gasps> Dang, Welcome Lucy. Welcome to the party. We have fun here at Max Dangerland. She's like, listen, new playbook, new labels, because I'm very close to having everything Max and Mind, which is very funny. How are you the one that's amazing at fighting right now, and I'm the one that's comforting and supporting everybody? Historically, that has not been the case, but yes. <laughs> Fantastic. 
Guys, one of us one of us needs to start shifting our labels to be higher mundane. Now, stat, how are any of us going to ever get our conditions removed? <laughs> I got you guys, don't worry. All right, so Lucy, give me a couple panels of you, like give me like a cool moment with you and this femur and a skull. I think it'd be kind of cool if she takes a swing at one of the skulls and as it's flying in midair, it hits another skull on the way. And there's like a bit of a chain reaction of just like skulls hitting each other. Excellent. And with this like bowling ball chain reaction effect, a couple skulls end up right in front of the Blade of Sorrows. Uh, two questions. One, Ben, are you currently transformed? Oh, no. <laughs> um, how quickly did they overtake us? Like, was it just like, boom, skulls, and we're like, just... Out and about. I mean, you're definitely in the catacombs, so, like, it is already pretty dark and treacherous in there. Uh, but I think you, like, probably tripped a trap to trigger this thing. Okay, I definitely was already transformed. Perfect. And second question, Ben, as these skulls all come, like, cascading towards you, what do you do? Can I defend right now? Are you defending yourself or defending someone else? Well, I'm assuming, like... If they're all coming at us, I'm not really worried about the ones coming at me. I'm more worried about the ones coming at Clara. Sure. Go ahead and roll to defend Clara. There's a there's a swarm around her. Oh my god, that's a 12. Hell yeah. All right. So on a hit, you keep them safe and choose one. I am going to... When it says clear condition, that means clear condition for myself. Yes. Is that correct? Okay. So I don't have any conditions, which, I mean, shocker. Uh, let's say... I already have influence over... I'm gonna add a team to the pool. Excellent. And speaking of, let's go ahead and enter Battle Against a Dangerous Foe as a team really quick. So right now we've got two team in the pool just by the... We start with one and uh, Ben just added one. But who is our leader right now? Lucy. Yeah, I'd definitely say Lucy. Sure. All right. Does Lucy have influence over every member of the team? Yeah, I think so. I don't have my cheat up, but I'm... You do. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You do. Yeah. I actually also think with my new playbook, I'm so, I don't know if I'm supposed to give influence or take influence, but that was one of the things I did with the new playbook. I think right now all of you have influence over everyone. I'm pretty sure that's how it's working. Pretty sure it's working, yeah. What is everyone's purpose in this fight? Stop the skull? Yeah, get rid of skulls and get out. 100% get rid get of skulls Get rid of skulls and get, and get book, right? Yeah, I, I meant get out of, get out of this situation. Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I was right there. I, 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 I was not specific, don't worry about it. Uh, does any member mistrust the leader or the team? Lord, no. Nope. Well, it's going to depend on how this next move goes, whether I trust myself. But yeah, for now, I, I think Clara still trusts me. Yeah, and I don't think that really affects uh, the team mechanic. It's more about the other players. So, like, you can distrust yourself as much as yeah, you want. you're right. Um, and then last, <laughs> uh, is any member, or is your team ill-prepared or off-balance? I think going into these catacombs, you knew there were going to be traps of some sort you may have not known that this was the trap but like you knew there were traps of some sort there let's go with that sure (laughs) cool that puts us at six team hell yeah yes so ben tell me what it looks like as you uh defend clara from the swarm of skulls around her is this a good time to bring out my new powers i mean if you want to go wild uh i just took the burn from the nova playbook (gasps) oh my god yes and yeah, I think I want to do it. We are a whole new team. I know. Oh my god. Well, I'm still, I'm still everyone's hot demon boyfriend, and I'm still a doomed. But I kind of want to make the point now that I'm not 
fighting with the bl- well no wait because i have to have the blade out i think mechanically uh you don't need to go ahead and roll the burn right now because you did just get a like 12 on that defend so you can just tell us what it looks like and if you're using one of those powers that's totally fine so my constructs are uh hey what's clara's favorite animal oh prairie dog so my constructs are going to be like little flying prairie dogs like baby flying prairie dogs that just take out all of the skulls and it's very cute a couple of them have bo- like some of them have Woo-hoo! bows yeah it's very cute and what color are those constructs are they like the white soul energy or are they like the red blade energy like what color are we looking at there I mean, I hate to make this reference, uh, and I'm sorry for this, but, like, Patronuses, like, so that, like, sort of, like, white ethereal color. Kind of, like, matching my hair, I guess, in a sense. Cool, cool, cool. And we get a panel of the prairie dogs, like, taking down these skulls there. Uh, Clara is free of this particular swarm. uh, And we actually get a cool panel of, like, the light of the prairie dogs reflecting off your eyes. And, like, a really cool, like, reflecting panel. And with that, Ben, can you read your love letter for me? Sure. Ben, you and Clara are together. Finally. Finally. After what feels like years of will they, won't they, things have started to settle. Uh, But that doesn't mean there aren't other obligations in your life. Ghosts living in your sanctuary, Lucy's soul being ripped out of her body, a demonic blade hoping to take control. So roll plus superior. On a hit, tell me one goal you've made progress towards. Mark potential and clear a box of your doom track. On a 7 to 9, the GM will tell you one obligation you're slipping on that may or may not present a problem in the future. And on a miss, your focus is misplaced in a big way. Be prepared for repercussions. Awesome. Okay, so let's do this. Oh no, that's a negative 2. Oh, oh no. no. Oh no. I didn't I know what you were your stats nice were. I'm so sorry. I just. Stats. Oh no. <laughs> let's do this, you guys. Oh! Uh, it's not that bad. It's not that that's bad. an 8. That turned out much better than I thought it was going to. Okay, so uh, tell me one obligation you're slipping on that may or not be present. So first you start with telling me a goal that you made progress towards, and then you mark potential and clear box, and then I'll tell you one that you haven't made progress towards. Does the goal have to be on this list? Nope. Uh, I've made progress on um, making Clara feel more comfortable in her skin. Aww! (laughs) This is so sweet! Okay. Uh, Tell me how you did that. (laughs) So, okay, this is really embarrassing. So when I was much younger, your guys' age, um, I used to, like, I'm like five foot four in real life. Uh, I used to date a girl that was six foot four. And she was always, like, she was always, like, really self-conscious about, like, how much taller she was of me. And, like, I didn't care. So we used to go out on dates, like, all the time where I would just, like, stand on benches and, like, and curbs and all this stuff and, like, be really cute about it. And I imagined myself doing the same exact thing with Clara, right? Where, um, like, because Clara is 10 feet now, right? I think we've said a different number every okay. time. Okay. I think we've said a different um, number any time. Yeah. And it's so. just slowly getting bigger. Let's land at, yeah, like 9 or 10. Can right. we also talk about we're in, like, the catacombs of Paris and poor Clara is probably, like, hunched over in this, like, small little hallway. So, like, I think I would do things like I would, like, jump off walls in order to, like, get a jumping start and, like, kiss her on the cheek. And, like, hold her hand and, like, do all of that stuff. So, um, I want to make sure that we're out and about, just being us, not a care in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, jeez. So charming. 
No, I'm here. Oh, no, I'm just thinking about which there? obligation okay. you have okay. uh, slipped on. Oh, I thought I got to choose. Oh, no. Oh, no. You get a mark <laughs> okay. potential and clear box of your doom track. Uh, but then I get to pick you, uh, pick a obligation that you're slipping on. Oh, no. Can it be that the ghosts are making my house a mess, so I've just been not cleaning, please? <laughs> I think it is related to the ghosts in the sanctuary. But I think it's like, they've been kind of rapid cycling through people. And like, they don't feel super comfortable at your place, because you're really never there. And it really doesn't feel like they are home there. And so some of them have tried to like, again, only one of them can be present at a time due to like the limitations of the sanctuary. But some of them have started working on trying to figure a way to like get out of the sanctuary. Oh, okay. Spending too much time with your girlfriend. Now your souls are rebelling. Uh, I can live with that. <laughs> and uh, we cut back over to Clara, who is, as Lucy just pointed out, hunched over in these catacombs because they're not very tall. Clara, there are skulls all around the area. What are you doing to fight these skulls off? Okay, so I think, like, Clara's form has slightly mutated to fit in the cave. Like, it's, she's, she's not just, like, bending over like a normal person. She's doing that, like, like, side curve thing, kind of like Elastigirl does in the archways. Or at least she does, she, she takes that position after the whole like Ben jumping in to defend thing. I think I want to just like try to get a bunch of them to fall out of the sky at the same time. Like maybe like um do like a punch on the ceiling and get some rocks to fall and smoosh the skulls. Perfect. I do think that you're like strong enough that you can like see how hard you can hit to dislodge some rocks without like taking the whole ceiling down on top of you. I think that that is well within your power set as a person who can control their entire muscle, like their entire musculature. So tell me what it looks like as you send these rocks cascading down. I think it's like a cool, like the the trio of them are like working really well together, I feel like in this moment. Like we've got everybody jumping in to like have everybody else's back. We've got Lucy on the front lines, Ben doing like some pretty awesome defense. And then uh, Clara's like kind of like the tank of the group or like the artillery, I guess, like in the back. Kind of, and like after that swarm of skulls is dealt with, um, she just kind of like uh, with the back of her shoulder just like does like a a jam into a smooth area between two rocks, and you can just see like a little minuscule crack go up the side of the cavern, and as it moves across the ceiling, each panel shows like how precise and minute it is and one by one these like rocks just start falling and just smashing and crushing the skulls as the crack sort of eases its way across the ceiling of the cavern that is very cool after that we get a close-up on clara's face as well clara can you read your love letter for me uh yeah i think after that close-up or when we like come back to clara you can see like her whole body is sweating not from the action of doing that but from the action of not taking down the entire room like she was having to make a conscious effort to hold back the strength and my letter is this clara something has changed in you your body isn't responding to your commands the way it used to be you're unable to shrink to your original size for starters but that's just the start of it there's a newfound rage inside of you an uncontrollable urge to be more violent more animalistic 
In the time that has passed since Amber and Max left, you've felt that rising within you. Describe a situation where you felt it, then roll plus freak. On a miss, you hold strong against it. Describe how, then mark potential and shift your labels accordingly. On a hit, the beast rears its head. Describe how you lose control and mark a condition. On a 7-9, to nine, you're able to rein it back before you cause too much collateral damage. Describe how and shift your labels accordingly. Okay, so I think the situation is that since Clara transformed, she hasn't, like, gone home at all. Because she's like, oh, wow, I'm, I'm 10 feet tall. This would be really awkward for me to, like, show up at my house with my, with my semi-already shitty family and, like, try to explain this to them. So, but everything with Ben, she's been feeling really confident, really good about herself. So she's like, you know what? Maybe I can just go home and just see people and like give my little sister a hug and like awkwardly say hi to my dad and stepmom. And like, it'll be weird, but it'll be, you know, normal weird, like civilian weird. And so she, the panel shows her like standing outside the door and knocking on it. And then when her dad answers, they immediately get into a fight. Because she's been gone for however many weeks since the, probably even like since the Saber takedown, she's not been, no. No, I'm sure she's been in and out uh, since then, but it's been a long time since she's been home. Um, So they get in this fight, and and that's the situation that uh, causes her to lose control. Then she's feeling really um, just rejected by her, by them, and not accepted, and that rage starts to bubble up. Terrific. Go ahead and roll plus freak for me. Wait, do I want to roll high or not? You want to roll low. No! Okay. I have a plus two to freak. <gasps> Guys, I got a six. Perfect. I was not expecting that. I was not either. That was lucky. On a miss, tell us how you, like, control yourself there. Well, I think it's just, you know, she's using her powers to fight her powers, I guess, kind of. Like, she's saying, like, no, don't, don't punch a wall, don't, like, she's, like, I think that it's, like, that um, tug-of-war type of thing, but, like, between the two sides of her, I guess. So, yeah, so it's just that tug-of-war between the two sides of her. The final panel of that scene, of the flashback scene, would show her, like, standing there having this argument with her dad, and you can see, like, the sweat pouring down her whole self the way that it is in this scene in the same way like even though this scene is a really that's probably how you even realize like oh she's not sweating from that's not why she's sweating she's not sweating from overexertion she's sweating from underexertion terrific and we cut back to the group of you there's probably like a handful of skulls left in the area let's do one like team mechanic of like you all like taking down the last couple skulls there how do you all work together to like defeat this group well, we stand back to back to back. <laughs> That's so weird. I was just thinking the same thing. Have like the sweet superhero pose. And then, uh, and then like, uh, uh, oh, the catacombs aren't that big though, right? Eh, it's a comic book. Whatever. It's fine. Oh, can, can Clara throw me? I can throw both of you. I can throw whoever wants to be thrown. I definitely want to get thrown. Okay. I throw you. Okay. <laughs> Clara throws you. She says, fly on, babe. <laughs> that's my line <laughs> yeah i definitely i, I want it to be like a panel of like getting thrown and i take out the furthest one and then you guys take out the closest ones when you said team move i was imagining some sort of like rube goldberg like baseball pitch 
where like Lucy could do like a finishing move with like whacking it with the femur. Oh. <laughs> I think both could work at the same time. Absolutely. I think both can work at the same time because you hit that one far and then Clara throws me. So I take out that one and then you guys take out the ones closest to us. I love it. Yeah. And so now around you, there's just this, these piles of like discarded skulls. Except, like, as you're looking at them, they start to, like, disintegrate. And not into, like, dust, but into, like, swirling blue powder magic. It's not, like, noxious. It doesn't hurt. It just, like, kind of, like, swirls along the floor and just kind of, like, scatters away. And you all are in the catacombs. There's about a half-mile walk ahead of you. uh, But you all know that you have now tripped a trap, so be careful moving forward. Ooh, we should assess the situation. All right, roll to assess. I could completely give in to my instincts in order to <laughs> overcome an obstacle, but I'm just, I'm not going to do that. Seven. All right, on a seven to nine, uh, choose one from that list. Uh, what here is the biggest threat? As you look at the ground, there are a couple stones on the ground that have that same like blue color. And looking back, like you clearly stepped on one to trigger that skull wave so those blue stones are some sort of trap guys don't step on the blue stone they're a trap noted here's a question about the situation that we're currently in are there torches on the walls are we using flashlights how have we been seeing that's a great question how have you all been seeing not well apparently (laughs) i just assume that i have like dark vision since i'm a demon lucy is wearing a headlamp of course not even like something cool right like the, is this the one is this the same headlamp that you use like when you when you go to bed and you read i like is i talking about like the elastic strap and it like it's a thing on your forehead that can click down and up yeah like different brightness levels yeah i i use yeah. those backstage but yes that i just assume that you you like that that lucy uses it well like when she's a when she's about to go to bed and oh probably that's probably yes. how she got through like sharing like her like freshman year like sharing a room with a roommate no, freshman year, she was living in the apartment. Clara had a flashlight, but she accidentally crushed it. And then she was like, I don't need a flashlight. That's why I crushed it. And then she stepped on the trap. Lucy quickly produces another flashlight and hands it to her. No, it's okay. I, I don't need it. I'll just use yours. And then she stands right behind you, following your light. Okay. Onward? Do you, by any chance, know of a safe way to dispose of crushed uh, flashlight batteries? Lucy probably just takes a plastic, like, z- like sandwich bag out of her, um, like, pockets, just puts it in there, and, like, we'll deal with this later. Thank you. Can I just build a construct flashlight? Oh, wait, 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 sorry. For aesthetic purposes, I build a flashlight, like, old-timey lantern. Perfect. Go ahead and roll the charger burn for me. Okay. <laughs> uh, I knew that was a mistake. Okay. Uh. Claire is also, like, pretty adept at, um, moving around with limited vision because as a kid she did uh she was uh blind uh, on occasion so she's a she's probably okay but it's always good to have a construct flashlight that's cool as heck plus like aesthetically that feels appropriate oh i got a seven but i have to mark a condition (laughs) dang it but i get three burn i want to feel guilty i think i feel guilty because like we're really here for lucy but i now realize i've been focusing a lot on clara and i should definitely be splitting my time because we're all friends and we love each other. All right. So you're going to use one of those burns to create a construct? Yeah. 
And so spend one burn to create any object with your powers up to the size of a person. Spend an additional burn to animate it independently of yourself. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Who is Clara's favorite cartoon character? I think Scooby-Doo's a good one. She would okay. be a fan of of, da- of Daphne or of Velma. I'm going to choose Velma in this one. I'm going to create Velma, but she's ho- but she's the light source. She's walking <laughs> with us. Her glasses just have like yeah, two a, little yeah. flashlights. She's the light source. Did we at one point have a cover where we were parodying Scooby-Doo? We did. It was your first cover. Such a throwback. Uh, okay, so we've got uh, Velma producing light. And uh, the three of you are now walking along these tunnels. Uh, again, it's about half a mile, so like roughly like a eight minute walk if you're being a little bit brisk. Cool construct. Uh, uh, you know, you talked about it, so I thought it'd be cute. It's pretty cute. You're pretty cute. Mm. <laughs> Stop. We're on a mission. Not in front of the skull. No, also, also probably not in front of mom. Can we get we a both- panel? Can we get a panel <laughs> of like Lucy is walking in front, like with like construct Velma, and the two of like two of them are like over each of her shoulder doing the flirting thing, and she has just got like this stony look on her face, being like, "Oh my god." <laughs> I love that. <laughs> like completely, like like she loves them, but like unamused, unimpressed. Like the the face says, "Now is not the time," but she's still like <laughs> facing forward. Fantastic. If you want to resume your flirting, you can keep going. Oh, I'll, well, I'll save it up. I'll save it up. Yeah, no, Clara's last, the last thing of that was like, not in front of the skulls. And then he said, not in front of mom. And then we both looked at mom. And then we're like, wait, um. This is a so- slow, this is a slow burn, okay? Like, we have to, <laughs> I can't spend yeah. all of my lines now, you guys. What's, what's also very funny about the candle playbook is that the archetype on the spreadsheet is literally team parent. Oh my god. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. Um, Clara says, so uh, the book, it, is there like a library down here or like a little bookstore that is run by a skeleton? You know, what, what do we, is there a door that we're looking for? I'm assuming it's just going to be like a spooky book on a pedestal. I don't actually know. And to be fair, you don't know in character as well. This is great for you, though, because you love to read, right? Yeah? Are you excited to read this book? Yeah, I'm excited to read this book about the impending doom of my soul. It'd be great if it had some information about how to stop it. I'm looking forward to that the most. I'm just excited that somebody else is part of this impending soul doom club. And really, I'm just trying to turn a frown upside down right now, you guys. (laughs) I don't have a soul. Just kidding. That was a joke, guys. (laughs) Guys, I'm sorry. I was trying to be funny and then it didn't work. It's a really tense situation right now. Um, You know what I mean? Tension is high. There is a book. Am I the only thing? Like, are we, are Lucy and I the only things in your life that isn't awkward? Is that like a, is that a thing, Clara? Well, you know, I get along really well with the other escaped medical experiment victims. We all just sit around and say like, wow, look at how I've grown to each other. But that's, you know, the extent of that conversation. After that, can we get a panel that's sort of like after Ben says, are me and like uh, Lucy the only like not awkward things? And I, I wanted like Lucy to say under her breath, I'm like, you guys didn't witness the first three months of your relationship. 
<laughs> I love Mom Lucy so much. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Okay. Like, cause I feel like the first like when like the first meeting up until they finally got together, it's like ah, that was the definition of awkward for a little while. I was like, you know what? That's fair. Touche. Yeah. Touché. But that was an under the breath comment, so you didn't hear that in character. For some reason, we both just feel the urge to say touche. <laughs> I just give Lucy a hug. Yeah, it's very much that like a um, it's very much that like friends talking after school sort of feeling, right? Like the whole like we're just. It's it's a very palin around moment that I'm glad that we're getting in the catacombs. And like like going to an exam moment, but like instead of an exam, it's possible doom, you know? Yeah, I love it. Also, can we talk about the alliteration of Cataclysm Crew in the catacombs? Oh god. Oh god, I hate this. We do. We that's the end of the conversation. That's how that's what the rest of the conversation is. It's like one of those pull out panels where we just see the environment and just a word bubble in the corner. Look at us, cataclysm crew in the catacombs, cow catting around. <laughs> I couldn't think of a pun fast enough. I'm sorry. We're such guys. cool cats. <laughs> and you all arrive at kind of a bigger open chamber. There is not a book immediately visible. What there is is a massive hole in the floor that leads directly down into complete darkness. Moon Harbor Heroes is produced by Icy Sheets, T.P. Huth, Elliot Peterson, and Sean Geddes, and edited by Icy Sheets and Sean Geddes. Icy, they, them, can be found on Twitter at Icy New Year or at IcyNewYear.com. T or Tess, she or her or they, them, can be found on Twitter and Instagram at tphuth94. That's T-P-H-U-T-H-9-4. Elliot, she, her, or they, them, can be found at Elliot Yulen on Twitter. That's E-L-L-I-O-T-Y-L-E-N. Sean, any pronouns, can be found at The Crumpet on Twitter. That's T-H-E-C-R-U-M-P-I-T. This issue was GM'd by T. Huth. Flyby was played by Jane Berry, she, her. You can find her at Jane-Tarzan on Twitter. The Wild Thing was played by Rose Hahn, she, her. Rose is a theater maker, voice actor, and content creator. You can learn more about Rose by following her on Twitter and Instagram at SmileyRosie or visiting her link tree, which can be found in the text credits. SmileyRosie is S-M-I-L-E-Y R-O-S-E-Y-Y-Y-Y. The Blade of Sorrows was played by Jason Patrick Gallett. Jason, he, him, known in pop culture circles as JPG, is a pop culture critic and geek educator, enhancing how people interact with media on an educational and inclusive level. His public speaking engagements have placed him on convention stages like WonderCon and San Diego Comic-Con, and he has taught concepts like tabletop RPG mechanics, science fiction, and graphic novels, for academic institutions and corporate events. Also an avid tabletop RPG enthusiast, you can find his voice on actual plays like Nerds on a Roll, Moon Harbor Heroes, and Perception Studio. You can find him on social medias at JPG. That's J-A-E-P-E-A-G-E-E. 
Flyby was played using the custom playbook, The Candle, written by Mrs. Pineappleface, she, her. You can find more of her work at mrspineappleface.itch.io or on the Masks A New Generation Discord. The Wild Thing was played using the custom playbook, The Beast, written by Lazarus, he, him, as part of the Lazarus Initiative. You can find The Candle and The Beast at the link in the show notes. The music in this issue is Mistake the Getaway by Kevin McLeod. A link to his website and the license will be in the show notes. Moon Harbor Heroes is played using Masks A New Generation, written by Brendan Conway and produced by Magpie Games, and other games by independent creators. Our logo was designed by Beautiful Beasties. She can be found on Instagram at beastly.doodles or on Patreon at patreon.com slash beautifulbeasties. For updates and more information, find us on Twitch and YouTube by searching for Moon Harbor Heroes, or follow us on Twitter at Moon Harbor Cast. If you want to contact us, DM us on Twitter or email us at moonharborheroes at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this issue, please leave us a review on your podcatcher of choice or tell a friend. Five-star reviews and word of mouth are really the best way to keep bringing these stories to more people. And thank you for helping us save the world. We'll see you next issue. Yeah, I know, yeah, but also... Yeah, a is the strongest phone. I get that, body. but it's also worrisome that just all of you guys knew that off the top of your head. <laughs> My sister is a biomedical engineer. <laughs> I recently looked it up. Oh, God, I don't even want to know why you looked it up. <laughs> it popped up somewhere as a trivia point, and I was like, no, it's uh, not. Geez. And then oh, I looked God. it up, and it was. What bones are you looking up, JPG? <laughs> like, none? Because I don't want to be on an FBI watch list. Insert bone-in anime joke here. And moving on. <laughs> How dare you, T? <laughs> That's an incredible geek joke. <laughs>